0: What the food? What? What what? What? <laughs> I mean this is an area of history that's just like so deep. And the, uh, the, <laughs> the themes of empire, mission, inheritance, and destiny. Hello and welcome back to What the Food. This is a podcast that aims to uncover the fascinating origin stories behind dishes from all around the world, both popular. Mm and obscure. My name is Miles and as always I'm with Andy and it's our mission to delve into history and to uncover the truth and the fascinating origins of a lot of the food that we eat. Today's episode is an adventure into the origins of pizza. It's round, it's delicious, it's cheesy, it's pizza. pizza. I'm excited. Yep, this
1: is uh, part one of a two-parter, our first two-parter on what the food buckle uh, the
0: fuck up because this is gonna be wild (laughs) and you know
1: what i'd like to start off Mm. by playing a little game with you miles i fucking love games you ready i'm ready so we'll start with a wee wee little game i like Mm. to call guess the famous person's favorite pizza (laughs) all right i'm gonna rattle off some names and i want you to tell me what you think their favorite pizza is and your thinking behind why
0: that is okay. their favourite pizza, okay? Right. Yeah, yeah. Great. Right, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, uh, he loves a pepperoni pizza because he's ginger. <laughs> Brilliant. I
1: mean, it was an easy dunk, but yeah, fair play. Uh, no, his favourite pizza, according to various shitty news websites that I read, mm. i.e. Daily Mail, Daily Star, The Sun, Most is... Them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> tomato sauce and chips.
0: What? on a? Yep. Toma- on tomato on sauce a pizza. and chips on a pizza? On his pizza. Uh, fucking Ed. What are you doing? Yep. Okay. All right. Each to their own, I guess. Each to their own, yeah. Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. Uh, Lil Chano from 79th. <laughs> uh, Calm. <laughs> Calm down, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Chano from 79th. He has... He's from Chicago... And they oh. have deep dish. Oh So I'm going to say he likes deep dish. And I'm going to go pepperoni again. Pepperoni You've deep absolutely
1: dish. smashed it out of the park. You've smashed it out of the park with that have one. Have I? Yep. No way. Yeah. His favourite pizza is pepperoni Chicago style deep dish.
0: <laughs> what the fuck?
1: <laughs> I don't stalk him. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Last one for this little game before we move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Jennifer... Lawrence. You ain't going to get this one. It's mad. Is it? I almost threw up a little bit when I read it. Oh, God. Um I'm just going to go for something like like Hawaiian. No. So I'm going to read you an exact quote from an interview where she uh, describes her favourite pizza. Ready? And, and this is worse than
0: Ed Sheeran's tomato sauce and chips? Yeah. Okay. Yep. okay.
1: Oh. It's called a chilli pizza sandwich. You have a piece of pizza. You put chilli in it, southern chilli, with noodles and then put another piece of pizza, and then you eat it like a sandwich. I think I think she meant like chilies in like chili con carne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know the, the dish with she- noodles. Uh, noodles. I'm well, not Americans call noodles. Uh,
0: it's like spaghetti. Like yeah. spaghetti. So she's having yeah. like a bolognese situation.
1: Yeah, but she's butchering two dishes there, three dishes. She's butchering chili by mixing it with mm-hmm. spaghetti. She's butchering bolognese by using chili rather than bolognese, yeah. and then she's butchering pizza by. Putting yeah. it, yeah. What
0: kind of pizza is it? Just a cheese and tomato pizza she's using. Just a, yeah, yeah, margarita. Oh, what a weird girl, man. Go back to the bloody eleventh oh district. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how does it go? It's like she, I don't know. Yeah, so and then it? And then, it, then she sing a song in, in one of them. She's like sat by um, the river singing a little song. Becomes a It's like yeah, when it's like it becomes a music. Tiny dancer, for him, or something, isn't it?
2: A, <laughs> a little in whistle capital. in there, she's doing everything.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <whistles> uh,
0: and then snow comes out of the forest. Lay me down, treatment What's the guy called that she's in the wind. Oh, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Woody the <laughs> Arison? <laughs> <in> no. <laughs> No, really. That's not a char- That's not her love interest as a character. A I thought it was Woody <laughs> Olsen He's like sixty. Oh no, no, no! It's the it's a little guy from um from bloody I don't know I don't know. Uh, it's uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Peter. I know you're on about. It's called Peter. Yeah. Peter. <laughs> Peter Pepper.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, God. <laughs> now. Moving on. I'd like to play a similar style of game, but instead of favourite pizza, it's guessing how these people eat their pizza. Do they eat their pizza with their hands like a normal person or are they using a knife and fork like a serial killer? Uh, We'll start easy. Will Ferrell. Hands. Yep, correct. Donald Trump. Hands. Nope. Knife and fork. Fucking hell, what? Yeah, mate, come on, you should have got that. I thought,
0: well, he's the greasiest guy going. I thought he'd just get right in there with his sweaty little tango hands. No, no, he's a knife and fork kind of lad. All right, fair enough. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, I consider him a very prim and proper man, so I would say knife and fork. Incorrect, with his hands. I mean, he's got to steer the bloody shit. So, how's (laughs) he going to do that with little greasy hands? He can use his knees captain what are you doing (laughs) i had pizza for lunch uh
1: the last one matthew lewis um the guy that plays neville longbottom oh uh i'm gonna say hands, knife and fork i'm afraid god i got loads of those wrong yeah you weren't very good at that not gonna lie (laughs) fun stuff though i had a good time yeah do you like pizza big fan yeah i love pizza which end do you start eating at (laughs) (laughs)
0: you stumped me so bad last episode when you said that about the the fucking fish (laughs) oh god yeah i do i really like pizza
1: no answer the question though which end is
0: that eating at uh just what is closest i (laughs) know i think i just grabbed the biggest piece i can see have you seen have have you not seen that donald
1: trump advert from like the 90s where he starts he pulls picks up a slice of pizza and he starts eating it from the crust. No. Have you not seen I, that? No. Why no, does he mate? do that? He's like, he's is he part it part of the, the ad or no, is that just the way he does it's, it? He's like advertising that. Like, I don't know if it's Pizza Hut but some sort of pizza chain <laughs> yeah. and he 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 says obviously like welcome to whatever the best pizza in wherever they are. Yeah. And he picks, picks up the pizza and then he, he's like holding it like you can tell he's like never really eaten a pizza before properly. And he's like holding it dead uncomfortably and he like puts it crust like, first. But like, probably like husks over it and like yeah. bites across <laughs> oh, what, the hell?
0: what Yeah mate. Oh my Psycho. god. The, the driest part of it first. Yeah. Like Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Um Yeah, no, I just I get the whole thing and I just uh roll the whole thing up into a wrap mm-hmm. and I just eat it like a big rolled up chapati. Right. Nice. Yeah. I do like pizza. I yeah, I like all sorts of different pizza. And the thing is, like, I know Domino's isn't pizza. I mean, you're going to have, like, the die-hard pizza. pizza lovers. It is. Yeah. It is. It's it's, its, is. Own, its own style. It's its own style. Yeah. I've never had, like, sh- like a Chicago-style deep dish before. You've had the microwavable to. ones. Chicago I've had the town. cheap. Yeah, yeah. I've had the little cheap ones. And then, obviously, like, me and Joe went to Rome a little while ago and had... Um, pizza in rome which was unbelievable we had mm-hmm. um we had like a tuna fish pizza which was like made with fresh tuna mm-hmm. like tuna steak uh flakes yeah, yeah oh god it was unreal but yeah i'm um, pizza any day of the week someone wants take takeaway yeah. i'm the f- i'm the first one there saying i mm. wrote
1: pizza i would say that pizza is probably one of my favorite foods you know wow that is mm. a bold statement yeah, yeah i f- fucking love pizza man i fucking love pizza mm. well we're not the only ones pizza is the world's favorite Fast food. No way. Yeah, the US alone consumes 3 billion pizzas every single year. That's over nine pizzas for each person in America each year. Fucking hell. Nine so pizzas per nine person. Nine pizzas every per year. person each year. My God. Safe to say pizza is a global phenomenon enjoyed by all walks of life and all times of the day. But as we will see, this wasn't always the case. What? So aligning with its global appeal, pizza's origins are equally as global. Now, obviously, Italy, no doubt, has a very strong claim to the pizza origin story, but Mm. many other nations out there also claim to have been the food's birthplace. Really, you have to ask yourself a simple question. Mm -hmm. What makes pizza a pizza? Are you actually asking me? No. There are some people... (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> it was rhetorical <laughs> <My bad. laughs> so there are some people who take the stance that a pizza is at any flatbread that is topped with various toppings okay. if you take the stance then pizza is old mm. Food historians claim that the first discovered existence of this definition of pizza so a flatbread that is topped with various toppings mm. seems to be from around the Neolithic period wow. now, the Neolithic period ran from 10,000 BCE to around 4,500 BCE. So we are talking Jeez. old, like Stone Age type shit. Yeah. That's how integral yeah. pizza is to life. That people were busy inventing it rather than learning to wash their hands properly and mm. fucking building proper houses. People yeah. are too busy making pizza. You know, people walking around, stone axes in one hand pepperoni pizza and the other beautiful scenes what a life
0: yeah Yeah. stuffed crust pizza and the other (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) fucking kid walking around with hot dog crust hot dog
1: stuffed crust
0: yeah yeah cheeseburger topping pizza (laughs) burger sauce and gherkins as well
1: that's an abomination that (laughs) an absolute abomination yeah so the evidence for a pizza type dish from this period is the fact that agriculture was born during this time right you know man began to cultivate selected plant species such as wheat barley legumes and flax and mm. you know, now using their harvest they would then grind it up and make stone baked polenta made with you know made up of roasted and ground cereals um, or they would bake unleavened bread which is basically what pizza is. its its, mm. it's bread that's not really risen yeah. risen as, as as much really um, obviously mm. it does rise a little bit you know it, it puffs out but you you want to get the air out of it really yeah. make it as flat as possible what they were making here was like i just said it was basically just unleavened bread yeah um we don't really know if they were topping it with stuff or if they were just chowing down on on the unleavened bread so in my opinion it's a bit of a stretch to call this pizza um i mean Um, there's
0: there is um yeast in this kind of unleavened bread isn't there hmm. or is there not i'm not sure because with the fact yeah there is in in pizza there is the pizza there is yeah Um, i'm not sure if there was in this yeah, that's what I I'm thinking. Think have with have unleavened had... bread, I think I don't think yeast was an active ingredient in that. I think that's what kind of prevented no. it from rising. I don't think they had access to yeah. yeast at this point. That's it. That's the origins of pizza. Goodbye, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Hit the like button. Um, share with your friends. And we'll see.
1: You. <laughs> <laughs> nah, more more solid evidence for a, a feud a bit closer. So what we know as pizza begins to emerge around 30 BC. What is this evidence? You ask. I, I just heard you ask it. What what is this evidence? Well, it's Virgil's Aeneid, of course. Do you know who Virgil is or what the
0: Aeneid is? I know that Virgil is some kind of really old poet dude from Mm -hmm. Italy or something.
1: Yeah, kind of. Pretty much spot on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Publius Virgilius Mario was an ancient Roman poet of the Augustan period. He wrote three incredibly famous poems, one of which was the Aeneid. Aeneid. So, Virgil is a bit of a big deal. You know, he's ranked by many as Rome's greatest poet. Mm -hmm. And the Aeneid has been considered the national epic of ancient Rome since it was written. So...
0: Big deal, big deal. Pretty big deal.
1: Mm. So the Aeneid is a poem that tells the legendary story of Aeneas, a Trojan who fled his home city, the city of Troy, which had been destroyed by the Greeks thanks to Orlando Bloom and travelled to Italy where he became the ancestor of the Romans. Mm.
0: Is that the time when the Greeks wheeled in the horse and did the whole...
1: Yep, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The the Greeks were inside the horse. The Trojans wheeled in the horse. Yes, that's
0: that's it, it, as a gift.
1: As a gift, yeah. And they all snuck out of it at night. That is mad. And breached the walls. Mad bastards. bastards. Can
0: you imagine that actually happening?
1: Yep. It's all Orlando Bloom's fault as well, just
0: because he yeah, couldn't yeah. couldn't keep it in his pants. Couldn't keep it in his pants. And then Brad Pitt was just kind of like, get in the horse, everyone, let's go. Mm. And he got shot in the ankle, didn't he?
1: Yeah, by Orlando Bloom in the end.
0: Yes, that was it. He's now married to Katie Perry, Orlando Bloom. Yeah. After
1: yeah, he's all had that. a hell of a life. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically a pro Roman poem that positions Aeneas as the founder right. of Roman greatness. Now the Aeneid itself is a book that is comprised of 12 separate books and spans a total of 9,237 lines. Right, Virgil,
0: okay. You can't say it's a book and then sneak in 12 other books, okay? <laughs> it's 12 books. You can't check us all into reading 12 of your books by just putting them all together and calling it one book, all right? Miles will now read all 12 books for you. <clears throat> We're only interested one. in a couple of them. <laughs>
1: So, the bit that we're interested in
0: in the Aeneid reads Beneath a shady tree, the hero spread his table on the turf with cakes of bread, and with his chiefs on forest fruits he fed. They sate, and, not without the gods' command, their homely fare dispatched the hungry band. Invade their trenches next, and soon devour, to mend the scanty meal, their cakes of flour. Ascanius. This observed and smiling said, see, we devour the plates on which we fed. Mm, mm, so they very eat interesting, their eh? own, they're saying we ate the plates, man. Well, they're,
1: yeah, they're saying that, but are they eating the plates or is that a play or a nod to the fact that pizza doesn't need a plate, does it? You eat the plate. That's what I'm saying.
0: The plate is the pizza yeah, base. They're exactly. saying you, you folks are all bloody washing up your crockery mm. and I'm here eating my plate. Yeah, See ya. exactly. Cakes, cakes
1: of bread as well. Cakes of flour. Could that be a nod to pizza? Mm. Round, you know.
0: To mend the scanty meal. So to mend mm. it means that they're fixing. Scanty meals might mean not not much going on, a bit crappy. So to mend the crappy Maybe. meal, they're eating cakes of flour.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it could go all the way back to sort of 30 BC, all that way. Now, if this is indeed pizza, mm-hmm. then this would mean that pizza was knocking around when your mate Jesus was doing his thing. Mm, yeah. Which is pretty mad Mad to think, isn't
0: it? Yeah, definitely. Anyway, this isn't the
1: only evidence we have of topped flatbreads from around this period. So obviously now, you know, we're only dealing with the definition that a pizza is a top flatbread is a flatbread topped with ingredients that's the right. definition that we're dealing with at the moment okay we've got evidence that persian soldiers baked flatbreads with cheese and dates on top of their battle shields during the oh. 6th century bc okay which is pretty fucking cool to think dates about
0: and cheese i mean is that mm. is that a winning combination I'm not sure i don't
1: know but cooked on their shields is cool yeah
0: isn't it. i remember um ages ago my dad used to work uh, when he was working in Libya in the mm. desert, said that him and his mates a few times cracked eggs onto the bonnet of the, of the Land Rovers they were driving. The heat of the bonnet would be enough to cook the eggs. They'd actually Cut eat the eggs. eggs.
2: <laughs> That's bad.
0: But I mean, I wonder what they were doing with the um, with the shields. I wonder how, where they were getting the heat from. They weren't they weren't shoving their shields in an oven, were they?
1: Yeah, they might. Well, no, they might have been putting the shields over a fire.
0: Yeah, well, just cooking it from beneath.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because the shields would be made from iron, weren't they? So they're not going to. Um, Burn or. Anything. They'll have to be a super high temperature to melt. So yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't melt.
0: But I wonder, you know, in, in the back of S.H.I.E.L.D. where you, you kind of put it... Th- I thought there was, like, a, sort of a, a leather element to it, you know, where you put your arm through to hold it.
1: That would probably be where they put the flatbread. They'd probably put it, like, S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: side down, wouldn't they? Uh, like, front side down. just like, you've just, like, completely smashed the face in of an enemy soldier and then you just wipe the blood off it. Make, you, make <laughs> your Whack delicious the pizza down. on it. <laughs> 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 oh, you've got a bit. got a bit. somewhere there, mate. A bit of
1: blood on there or something. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's ancient Persia. In ancient Egypt, we have topped flatbreads by the name of Fita Fita. Pita. In ancient Greece, we have topped flatbreads by the name of pita. Pita. In ancient Rome, we have topped flatbreads by the name of panis. Focatius. Focatius. Yeah, Focatius. I mean, even in ancient Babylonia, we have evidence they were eating this type of food when they were active. Mm. You know, it's there's, there's all sorts of um, evidence for, for mm. this definition of pizza coming yeah. from around this time.
0: Well, it goes back but, to that thing that we always talk about where it's like, is this a sign of the same thing spreading throughout the world? Or mm. is it just that people are simultaneously discovering the same way of cooking dishes just out mm. of what they have available you know there might not be any sort of connection between them they might just it might just be coincidence that they're all sort of cooking a similar style thing at this time
1: yeah well i think i think at this point a lot of those places are connected rome owns half the, the country half mm. the world at this point um so we'll have connections with greece egypt so it right, could have spread right. that way yeah um and obviously persia had dealings with greece and could have spread that way yeah. but yeah you're right i mean it, it could have it could have been that people just discovered it yeah. at the same time In different areas of the world, because you don't really need any specific type of ingredient, do you? No, it's Any like niche
0: ingredient. It's just things everyone's got access to already kind of thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. But all of this is all well and good. But to be honest, I think it's safe to say what these kids were eating back then was nothing like our modern day definition of pizza. Uh -uh. So if you look at most definitions of pizza, you are met with the following
0: outcome. A large circle of flatbread baked with cheese, tomatoes, and sometimes meat and vegetables spread on top. Simple. That's yeah. a pizza, isn't it?
1: Really? to us. Yeah. So if we go by this definition, then cheese and tomatoes are an essential part of what makes a pizza a pizza. Mm. So let's roll with that. On an earth when the triumvirate of pizza was first tasted by us damn dirty apes. Naples.
0: Nipples. What comes
1: to your mind? Oh. <laughs> Round, luscious little Tic Tacs.
0: <laughs> Sorry, was it, wh- what were you saying? Did you say? What did you say? Nipples. Na- oh, Naples. Shit. No, 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 no. Nipples. You were right. Oh, you were right. Okay. What do I? What do I like about them? Um, yeah. What do you like about them? Uh, they are hard sometimes. Sometimes they're soft. All right. Sometimes they're inverted. Uh, sometimes they're wide. Oh, all right. Sometimes they're thin. <laughs> Sometimes they're yep. they angled outwards at strange angles. Sometimes they're yep. inwards. They're really good on pizza as well, aren't they?
2: Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Go all crispy. Oh god,
0: that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible.
1: Just like image no, like the picturing no. <laughs> cooking instead of instead of pepperoni slices, oh, you just got nipples. Oh.
0: Oh, why did you go there?
1: Oh no, Naples Na- Naples Na- Naples, shit, okay Naples What comes to mind when I mention Naples? What, what's the first thing that you think of, Miles, when I say
0: Naples? I think of the football team The, the football team? Yeah Napoli mm, Nice the blue kit Yeah The, mm-hmm. That's it, yeah, just, just that I don't know much about Italy, to be honest I'm not going to come clean mm. here My geographical knowledge of Italy is lacking somewhat So where do you think Naples is? I feel like Naples is going to be southern Italy. I feel like yep. it's quite a hot region. Yeah, I just yeah. don't know much about Naples, to be honest. I think my, my generally Italy is a, is a bit of a, an anomaly to me in terms of um, the places and, yeah. Maybe. Well,
1: you've come to the right place because we're just about to go into a bit of the history of Naples. So Brilliant. you've absolutely smashed it, mate. Yep. Get a free history lesson here. Woo! Woo, baby! <laughs> so for me... When, uh, when someone mentions the word Naples, I think of, yeah, the football team. Um, specifically, I think of Maradona. Yes, that's it. I think of Mount Vesuvius mm. and I think of pizza. Pizza. Yeah, I mean, a great quote to sum up Naples comes from a lady called Lillian Whiting, who is a, uh, an American journalist. Mm-hmm. She states,
0: Rome is stately and impressive. Florence is all beauty and enchantment. Genoa Genoa is picturesque. Genoa. Genoa is picturesque. Venice is a dream city. But Naples is simply fascinating.
1: Cheers, Lillian. Thanks, Lillian. Thanks for coming in today. She
0: loves Naples, then.
1: Yeah, but that's um I think that's a really succinct way hmm. of comparing Naples to the rest of Italy. Yeah. I think it's not the prettiest of cities like it as, as we'll see in a moment it's built on poverty really right. but there's just something just fascinating about it there's something just like so enticing about it mm. mm-hmm. that it is up there with 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 the big cities in Italy mm. but yeah much much like many or or, all italian cities naples has a rich history naples has been inhabited since again the neolithic period it began its life as a as a city as a greek controlled settlement that grew rapidly under the influence of a powerful greek city-state known as syracuse it continued its growth allying with the romans against carthage um, and soon after that it was actually taken over by the Romans themselves. You know, I'm just gonna fly through just like a brief history of, mm. of of Naples. Like I'm brushing over this shit, like it's all simple and now interesting. Happened, but it's obviously not the case. Like, no, incredibly no, diverse areas. Yeah, you know. exactly. Like the, it changes hands. Like the the whoever mm. who controls Naples changes hands so many times. But if if you are interested in reading more about the rich history of Naples, go check out the Shadow of Vesuvius: A Cultural History of Naples by Jordan Lancaster. Great book. Mm. Um, I used it for some of this research.
0: And like as well, I think a lot of dishes coming up will take us back to this area of time and this area of the world Mm. as well. I mean, Italy is synonymous with loads of different dishes and and I'm sure a lot Mm. of the stories and origins behind those dishes will bring us back to this time period. So, you know, that hopefully should be an opportunity for us to delve into this period of time in a bit more detail.
1: Yeah, yeah, Mm. exactly. So after being controlled by the Romans, it eventually became a duchy ruled by the Byzantine Empire, Mm. followed by becoming part of the kingdom of sicily which was founded in 1130 by roger ii sick name roger roger <laughs> as like amazing names going through this yeah. period and just you've just got roger
0: <laughs> yeah, roger turns up. you know right, guys <laughs> yeah but the no, second Roger's as well in. so there's someone before yeah you was <laughs> roger the first <laughs>
1: <laughs> after being part of the kingdom of sicily naples eventually split off into its own its own kingdom of naples in 1282 and was later controlled by the spanish empire
0: Mm, they were everywhere the spanish weren't
1: they yeah this is what's important for us now naples was controlled by the spanish right up until 1714 so a decent amount of time Mm, how long that's like um from 1282 to 1714 so like 400 years wow okay but what do we know about the spanish during this time Al? We know
0: that they were devout Catholics. Mm-hmm. What else were they doing? They were conquering the rest of the world. They were discovering different food items. They were... That's it. Yeah.
1: Now on the head, they're exploring the new world and bringing home all of that wonderful American mm. produce. I think the Spanish have
0: shown up of. in almost every episode we've done, I think. I think they have, yeah. Like... I just never before doing this I never realised like how much of a stamp they had on the discovery of the food items that we eat like they're just so integral yeah they're, just, they're everywhere well,
1: I, I, I don't really know much about Spanish history apart from the mm. Spanish Armada yeah. and that, we, only, we, we only know about that because it was a British victory like we don't really get taught I think we've still got a bit of a rivalry with Spain maybe so we just don't really teach it in schools <laughs>
0: yeah it's weird isn't it
1: Like we just don't really know anything about them So we've got the Spanish Empire Mm -hmm. holding Naples. They're exploring the new world. They're finding all this new tasty stuff and they're bringing it back to Europe. By the 17th century, under the Bourbon Kings, Naples had become Europe's second largest city, second only to Paris. That's how big Naples was. Mm. Also, the Bourbon Kings were officially called the House of Bourbon and were a European dynasty that ruled various parts of Europe um, since 1272, so like a, a legacy, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, a lot of the kings of France were were from this. Um, were from this house, like Louis. All sorts of Louis. Louis okay. Every French king is called fucking Louis. Louis so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this this period of rapid growth for Naples ultimately led to some serious issues within the city. You know, you've you've got an explosion of population like it's it's Paris is big at this time yeah. 17th century but Naples has just become the second largest so you can imagine how many people are there yeah yeah uh, the explosion of the population left a lot of people living in abject poverty mm-hmm. just cuz the city's infrastructure just couldn't couldn't keep up with the rising population.
0: Not enough jobs to go around, not enough food. People get pushed to the exactly. outskirts. You get poor yep. communities and ghettos and stuff. Mm.
1: Yeah, exactly. Not 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 enough uh, jobs, not enough work, not enough houses even. Like they couldn't put up houses quick enough. Yeah. Food was a problem. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It was uh, not a good state. So those people who were living in poverty actually had their own name. They were known as the Lazaroni. 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 Lazaroni or Lazaroni, one of the two. Well, either
0: or, it's kind of a cool name either for or. being poor. Mm.
1: Cool name, but these guys are the poorest of the lowest class in the city. Jesus. You know, these, these guys are literally the poorest of the poor. You can't go mm-hmm. any lower, or you couldn't go any lower yeah. than the uh, Lazaroni.
0: Were, were they were they living in houses at this point, or are they... No. So, no, they're just like no, no, living no. in the street sort of thing, like Yeah, yeah, so the,
1: the, way they, the way that they actually got their name... Um, hmm. the Lazzaroni was because they spent a lot of time in the hospital of St. Lazarus, right, okay. which was um, like their refuge. It was kind of like a hostel where homeless people would go. Ah, so begin... that's where the
0: nickname came from.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, th- th- they
0: okay. they got by
1: by begging. They got by by uh, like finding chance work, one-off like mm. dock. Obviously, Naples is a port, like a massive port, so dock jobs, you know, taking... Just transporting stuff on and, and stuff, off ships. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. These guys are obviously, they're having a bad time. Yeah, you know? it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. They're, they're moving from pillar to pillar in search of work and will do pretty much anything to mm. get by. You know, even, even the luckiest, the, the luckiest of the lucky had, they, they lived in small huts, which is for you know, nothing, you know. They've, they've, they've got no place to live. What does this tell us? Well, it tells us that it, they didn't have a permanent residence, Mm -hmm. They didn't have a kitchen to make food out with and they didn't have any money. So what are they going to eat? Well, what food is cheap and can be eaten on the street and is sold on the street?
0: Dominoes.
1: Dominoes. Enter stage right. Pizza.
0: (laughs) 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 So they're eating pizza, these guys. This is... Well, yeah. So how are they cooking it if they're living on the street? Well, no, they weren't. They weren't. Oh, they were just buying it Mm. from street vendors.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So pizza was born. Out of peasant cooking, wow. it was born out of a necessity for people who could not afford the luxuries of the rich.
0: I guess, with, I guess, with a pizza, you it, it's like it's quite economical, isn't it? Because you slide, you get into slices, and everyone has a slice, and you've then kind of had a bit of carbs mm-hmm. with the base. You've had a bit of protein with like any meat that's on the top. You've had a yep. little bit of vegetables with a tomato uh, sauce or any other vegetables on the top. It's kind of like a little bit of a balanced meal in a mm. in a segment, isn't it? in a way
1: yeah yeah and you can eat it quickly as well you don't need a knife and fork for it you can eat it standing up you can eat it sitting down you can eat it on the go yeah it's the perfect food really for these mm. for these people but yeah I mean it, it was born out of necessity and I think to be honest we'll, we'll see this time and time again with foods mm-hmm. that yeah. we explore you know necessity is the mother of invention
0: yeah, it's when people that's, are backed into a corner, it, yeah. that's where the results come. You know, when people yeah. have no choice but to survive on whatever they've got, they'll find amazing creative ways to turn what they have into something magical. Like you said, mm. we'll see it time and time again, and we've already seen it quite a bit as well in the few episodes we've yeah. done. Like, just what people have available is, is what they use, and they just have a way of doing it, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, these early versions of pizza would have been incredibly simple. Yeah. you're talking, You're talking like unleavened bread, that was topped with garlic, lard, and salt. Jesus, that sounds... Not
0: sure about the lard. Salty. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah really greasy and salty, like that. Fatty, salty mouthful. Yeah, God. going to need to bloody have a gallon of water after one of those. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd try it. Try anything once. Yeah but I'm not sure I'd be the biggest fan.
0: No, I think lard is one of those things that like we just, re- I mean, you can still buy it in tubs from the supermarket and I'm sure s- mm. obviously some people are buying it, otherwise they wouldn't stock it. But I feel like it's a generational thing. Like I'm pretty sure that my granddad still uses lard for certain things. I think when he makes like a uh, pie crusts, mm. he, instead of butter, he'll use lard and stuff like that. that I lard. think it's quite like an old fashioned mm. thing to use mm. in cooking. It's kind of not used as much nowadays, but yeah, yeah lard. Yeah. It is just like condensed animal fat, isn't it? essentially. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like if you ever cook like bacon and leave the pan on the fryer and come back to it for like in like yeah, an hour, or 2 hours it. and it's cooled down, that's all fat there and it goes like white, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. And you get you're just buying a block of that wrapped up. Mm. Yeah, you can just put it on a
1: <laughs> teaspoon and just
0: put it in your mouth. Yeah. Oh, god. It's <laughs> <laughs> <be> so horrible. <laughs> oh, it makes so... me feel instantly grim. <laughs> Uh, do you know like my i want when i went to visit my grandma once rest in peace she was cooking she was cooking sausages right and she was cutting the sausages up and the, the knife that she was cutting the sausages with had a bit of the raw sausage meat on the knife and i saw her grab that piece of raw sausage meat and put it into her mouth and eat it Mate, I've seen I've seen old people do that, mate, and I felt so ill. I was like, "Grandma, what are you doing? Like, you're gonna get ill? What the fuck, man?" Yeah, and she was yeah. like, "No, nah, no, nah, it's fine. Don't worry. It tastes good." And um, I then like forgot about <laughs> now it. She's <laughs> now she's dead. Now she's. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> Don't sorry eat the sausage meat kids. <laughs> Oh, my God. oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> God. God,
0: it was only last year, lad. I'm sorry. Couldn't go to a funeral because of COVID. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, oh, God. yeah, that isn't what killed it, um, thankfully. No. But. Um, <laughs> But anyway, years later, I I remember I remembered it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I ended up like doing a bit of a Google search, and then there was these two old women on. Yes,
1: that's what Go- I'm talking about. That's yeah. what I watched.
0: Is it Good Morning Britain or something with some? Yeah, this morning with, I think uh, it was Holly Willoughby and shit. Yeah, and they're talking about the fact that back in the day they used to put raw sausage meat onto two bits of bread and eat it mm. as a sandwich. They used to eat raw ah. sausage meat. Yeah. squeeze out the casing
1: and just fucking chow down on
0: it like she was like yeah just spread it on there it spreads really easy it's a bit of salt and pepper what you don't eat raw pork my god Uh, anyway so um i just got there from lard but yeah just old people (laughs) just do shit weird (laughs) weird me so anyway they're spreading lard on these pizza bases then yeah
1: garlic garlic lard and salt That was the first sort of uh, versions of Mm. the pizza they were eating in Naples. Now, it wasn't long until more combinations were soon sort of concocted. Although here's a bit of a curveball for you. For you. For you. For for, for (laughs) you. Get this down here. The first cheese to make it onto a pizza was made from which milk? Which do you think? Which animal do you think?
0: I'm going to go for a weird one and say uh, goat's
1: milk coast cheese close it's got four legs but it's a horse. gorilla oh <laughs> gorilla don't gorilla milk legs.
0: <laughs> yeah they don't what, um, what um let's just forget i said that so horse milk what the hell man horse milk mm, horse milk
1: cheese on a bit on your pizza
0: Oh God. Do you know what? There needs to be yeah, a I'm restaurant not... that opens and it just makes these ancient recipes. Well, that's what and we're
1: gonna do. That's the ultimate goal, isn't it? For this. <laughs> this? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: It's the what the food restaurant opening up yeah. soon. We mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's what a great idea. Yeah, we just make classic um Like really old shit. School. tasting food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Fucking bland unleavened bread with lard on it and a bit of garlic rubbed on it. Twenty ninety nine, please. <laughs> you eating some classic
1: stuff today.
0: Yeah. Horse cheese fucking pizza. Everyone's vomiting all over the place. You wanted old food, guys. You fucking got it. You're paying me, remember? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm I'm not for it, to be honest. I wouldn't be messing around with anything made from horse milk. Nope. Nope. No, thank you. Not at all. You can keep that in the horse. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there were other toppings, you know, stuff like anchovies, basil, mm-hmm. basically whatever was lying around. I can fuck with Maples. all that. That's I
0: something. fuck with anchovies yeah, on a yeah.
1: pizza, 100%. It's salty, though. Yeah, It has to be good, I think, mm. like a good pizzeria. Because yeah. if you were to get a anchovy pizza from, say, a Turkish takeaway mm-hmm. in the centre of town... I imagine that also does fried chicken and burgers mm-hmm. and mm, Doner kebabs. Yes. I imagine You're it's getting the,
0: the best quality anchovies. Yes. Yeah, uh, they're
1: going to be quite heavy-handed on the anchovies as well. I imagine, and you might as well just eat a salt lick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so these pizzas were sold from street stalls. Firstly. Rather than proper pizzerias, and that's that's it was basically like um, kind of like a street food market. You know how like when we when we were growing up, there was. Literally no street food markets whatsoever. Yeah, like obviously we didn't really grow up in a big city, but mm. I don't really remember visiting like Leeds or Manchester or
0: even London and seeing street food. It does feel like um, a, a more modern thing. I mean, like yeah, there's there's been farmers markets in the street for a long time yeah, in Britain, of course. but that's just like yeah. farmers bringing their local produce to the street once a week, every yeah. Sunday or whatever. But in terms of like what you're saying, like a yeah, like a street mm. food market that's selling food from like world food yeah i don't think
1: yeah it's... we can't count no. gone like full circle almost yeah. <laughs> anyway for the for the richer folk living in naples the fact that they were stored uh, sold pizzas were sold out of uh, street stalls further cemented the fact that pizza was a poor man's food mm-hmm. and it was quickly identified as vile food fit only for the unwashed
0: lazaroni see i think they're bullshitting there i think the rich people are saying that to just fucking feed their own egos but I reckon behind closed doors mm. they're all sending out servants to the fucking downtown to pick up pizzas and mm. bring it back to the palace because pizza just is nice like in yeah. its simplest form it's decent and I think mm. I don't know well you got to remember this is horse milk pizza oh yeah about. true actually yeah yeah draw <laughs> the servants <laughs> I don't want it <laughs> yeah true
1: uh, can can you think of a modern example of this? Like, can you think of a modern day food
0: mm. where the rich turn their nose up at it? I, I, well, I mean, I guess you'd say stuff like finger food in general, you know, like pizza, burgers and chips. Mm. You, I think in certain parts of the world, you'd find rich people saying, oh, don't, I don't eat food with my hands. I don't eat burgers that I pick mm. up with my hands and pick up greasy chips. Like, there's probably people that have that opinion, yeah.
1: 100%. I think rich people are changing, though, aren't they? Like, a rich person, when you think of... When I when someone says, can you think of a rich person, I think of, like, Elon Musk or, like, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, true. And I think they wouldn't really turn their nose up at a burger and chips or...
0: Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, like, a, yeah, more of a modern um, rich person.
1: So I actually came across a great quote from a book called Le Coricolo, which was published in 1843 by a Frenchman named named Alexander Dumas. The book outlines the trip he made from Rome to Naples in 1835. And it's quite a long quote that I've got, but I think it's a really good description of the Neapolitan city, its inhabitants, its customs, and in particular, pizza. Mm. So here's what Alexander had to say about the Lazzaroni and the pizza in particular.
0: The Lazzaroni usually only eats two things, pizza and cocomero which is watermelon. The rest of the time, the Lazzaroni eats, as we have said, pizzas and Cocomero. Cocomero in summer, pizzas in winter. Cocomero all summer. <laughs> Just nothing but watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay Jeez, crazy. You'd be gagging for pizza in the winter, wouldn't you by then? <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? gagging for some so salty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Pizza is a kind of talmousse, like it is made in St. Denis. It is round in Denis, yeah, because he's French this guy. Saint Denis. Yeah. yeah. It is round in... Saint (laughs) Denis. (laughs) I know, I could have said that more English (laughs) if I fucking tried. Oh my God. It is round in shape and is kneaded from the same dough as bread. It comes in different widths depending on the price. A two-farthing pizza is enough for a man. A two-penny pizza should fill a whole family. At first glance, pizza seems a simple dish. After examination, it is a mixed dish. The pizza is with oil. The pizza is with bacon. The pizza is with lard the pizza is with cheese, the pizza is with tomatoes, the pizza is with small fish. It is the gastronomic thermometer of the market. It increases or decreases in price according to the price of the above-mentioned ingredients, according to the abundance or the scarcity of the year. When the fish pizza is half a grain, the fishing has been good. When the pizza in oil is one of grain, it is because the harvest has been bad.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: I thought it
1: was a super interesting. Question. It's basically yeah. like pizza's got its own economy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it changes, yeah, depending on what you've got on it. It can be an expensive, mm. as expensive and glamorous as you like it or as simple and cheap as mm-hmm. you
1: want. Yeah, and the price of it will change depending on if it's been a good year for fishing, if it's been a good year for milking, if it's been a good year for rearing pigs, obviously for the bacon. Yeah. It um, fluctuates with the, with, with the rest of the uh, the economy, yeah. which I found very interesting. And this is in 1835. I do, so it? So f- things are fully underway at this point. Yeah, yeah. so before... Before we go sort of into the origins of the first ever modern day pizza, so you know, modern day mm-hmm. pizza for us is the bread, obviously the the, the base, yep. tomatoes, and Jeez. cheese. So you're talking margarita, basically. Yeah. Before we go into the origins of that, we first have to have to look at the individual ingredients that make up a margarita. You know, we've we've already gone through the bread side of things with the unleavened bread being consumed by humans since the Neolithic period. So instead, let's focus on the other Two parts: tomato and the cheese, and the cheese. Right, we'll start with
0: tomatoes, shall we? Yes, please. Do you like tomatoes? I you do. Just, yeah, pop them in your mouth. Yeah, I just eat tomatoes. Mm. I slice them up. Yeah, me too. Salt and pepper sometimes. I have them on Oof. sandwiches. I bake them sometimes. I play with them in my mouth and I eat them. <laughs> nah, but I do like pieces. Uh, pieces, I do like uh, pieces. <laughs> Oh God! I'm a brain aneurysm today. I am, but no, I do like tomatoes. Yes,
1: you do like tomatoes, right? Do you? Yeah, love them. Absolutely, like you said, bit of salt, Mm. boom, boom, ting in my mouth, please. But that wasn't always the way. People of uh, living in Europe didn't always like tomatoes, as we will see in a moment. Tomatoes first arrived in Europe from South America. By way of the Spanish conquistadors. Mm. You know, remember that Naples is controlled by the Spanish at this point, so it's almost certain that the existence of tomatoes was known by the locals. Mm -hmm. Now, much like other New World imports that we've seen, Europeans were initially unsure about tomatoes and their usage. They basically thought they were poisonous.
0: Right, (laughs) okay.
1: Which, to be fair, if you've never seen anything like a tomato before, I could kind of see how a bright red thing... Could be seen as poisonous.
0: Yeah, and you could open it. It's kind you of know? got this weird inside. That's yeah. got these two gooey bits either side and a little stem in the middle, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you that. You know,
1: like bright red, kind of like them fucking, you know, dart frogs or whatever mm. they're called. You know, we're kind of wired to be wary of brightly, brightly coloured things, not we? Definitely. Yeah. So because of this after they arrived in Europe they spent the better part of 200 years being grown for ornamental purposes in herbalist gardens you know they were not readily consumed mm. um, well, so by the used public it's like
0: florists and gardeners to make it look nice Yeah 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 oh, okay. and
1: sometimes used in um like potions and shit like that So um, <laughs> extra speed potion
0: please <laughs>
1: <laughs> plus 7 speed nah, people were people were definitely making potions no, at this no. point <laughs> Yeah they were, they were just a ru- weird fucking potion. Yeah, it?
0: <laughs> just got magical <laughs> <laughs> connotations. <laughs>
1: like people are rubbing sunflowers on their head to cure baldness. At this point, yeah. this is a, a weird time in history. Yeah. So, a quote we have from Flemish physician, physician, <laughs> physician, Flemish <laughs> physician, Flemish physician. That's a hard word to say. In it. A quote from Flemish physician. No, that's not right. Physician. Fis- Phys. Physician. Physician. Phys. Physician. Physician. Quote from Flemish physician R- Rember Dodens reads.
0: That is
2: the hardest. <laughs> hard words.
1: <laughs> Flemish physician Rember Dodens. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: this dude just read the quote For The guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay he says this is a strange plant and not found in the country except in the gardens of some herbalist where is sown the complexion nature and working of this plant is not yet known but by that i can gather of the taste it should be cold of nature especially in the leaves somewhat like unto the mandrake and is therefore also it is dangerous to be used not popular. No, not popular at all. <laughs> but you're saying there it should be cold. should be eaten cold. Yeah. I think so, no,
1: saying. no, no. So I read into that. Mm-mm. So cold of nature. So this Shit. is like some um, Roman... Ancient Roman, ancient Greek botanical theory. Oh, this. Okay. Yeah, it's something called the Galen, uh, Gal, Galenic theory. It was okay. formulated by the ancient Greeks and then improved by the Romans. And it basically all plants mm-hmm. offered a blend of four inherent qualities hot cold moist and dry eat, right. eating them could either be beneficial or dangerous uh, depending on the current state of your body's four humors and the four humors were blood yellow bile black bile and phlegm <laughs> fuck you know <laughs> basically you only you only want to eat plants that are balanced mm-hmm. that have a blend of all four of the inherent qualities: cold, right, moist, hot, dry. What a weird way of looking at it. Yeah, weird, wasn't it? Very is weird. there any
0: science to back, um, back up that? Or nah?
1: I don't. I don't, I only looked like a top. Yeah. Top baseline of it, but mm. um, but tomatoes were deemed to be moist and extremely cold, which would have been highly problematic right. because eating cold, moist food was thought to result in a large excess of phlegm. Right. We made some fucking terrific things up, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely great imaginations. Isn't it? You're just like,
0: oh, don't <laughs> yeah. eat that. You'll have spots on your anus 14 days and seven <laughs> nights after. And it's just yeah. like, where the fuck are you getting this information from?
1: But yeah, but you, you never question it, though, do you? No, no, you like, like, I, <laughs> <having that." laughs> I don't want that shit. <laughs> this is cold in
0: nature, so your tongue will swell and you will choke before dawn. Okay. I ain't having that. I ain't having that. I ain't having that shit. <laughs> But then no one tries it. No one realises it's actually safe because everyone's so scared of it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, so the tomato is in
1: Europe and basically nobody wants them. Mm -hmm. So what happens when demand goes down? The price goes down and things become cheaper. What did the people of Naples not have a lot of?
0: Money. Money.
1: It is for that reason that the people of Naples began their lifelong love affair with a tomato. We
0: like a tomato. Hello. Mm -hmm. It's all like a tomato. It's cheap and I want to eat it every day. Make it into a sauce. Make it into a sliced sandwich. Make it into something for the grandma. Put string around it and make it into a pearly necklace for grandma.
1: (laughs) Pearly (laughs) necklace. (laughs) Survives.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my necklace has gone mouldy. My necklace has gone mouldy. Grandma's necklace gone mouldy. Who makes a necklace out of tomato? I say don't do it. You do it anyway. <laughs> now she feel ill. She have it under her neck too long.
1: i seen she got spots on her anus. She ate it. She showed me. I felt sick. I threw up straight
0: away when she showed to me. <laughs>
1: so fun little fact here about tomatoes they were originally bright yellow in color and this is where we get the name pomodoro from no way you know like pomodoro tomatoes yeah yeah yeah. pomodoro translates to golden apple in italian so they were
0: yellow Mm. right yellow in color so what they've just been genetically modified into becoming red
1: just just changed over time yeah just, yeah, just you know. evolved. There's actually one man that can be held responsible for na- for Naples and the rest of Southern Italy's uh, love of tomatoes. This man is called Vincenzo Carado. He's called Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was his name? Vin. Vincenzo Carado.
0: Vincenzo Carado.
1: Yeah, and he famously wrote the book called The Fast and the Furious. He <laughs> <laughs> So the, the man is called Vincenzo Carrado and he famously wrote the book Il Cuco Galante in 1773. I think I did quite a good accent there. Yeah, was well, Cuco banging. Galante. Mm, what's this book about? So in this book, he fe- it's basically a recipe book, but right, okay. it's heavily tomato based. It's featuring shit like tomato and
0: basil soup. Every single dish sh- is made with tomato. Every,
1: <laughs> every single
0: dish. Hey, carrot cake? Use tomato <laughs> instead. Tomato <laughs> cake. Tomato cake. You want to have chicken pie? Throw the chicken away. Tomato pie. (laughs) (laughs) Tomato pie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's got tomato and basil soup, tomato sauce flavored with chili and garlic, a whole dish of baked tomatoes stuffed with anchovies, garlic, and olive oil. Mm -hmm. Safe to say that by the time Vincenzo died, tomatoes had become a staple in Naples.
0: Yep, and he died around Red Man. Having consumed yep. tomatoes for three meals a day for yep. seventy years of his existence, the tomatoes took him from us.
1: So we've got the tomatoes mm-hmm. in Naples. You know, they're becoming more and more popular because they're cheaper. Um nobody else wants them. And we've got Vincent Vincenzo doing his work to promote the use of tomatoes in yep. cooking. Now we move mm. on to Da cheese. Da Don't cheese. have a cow, man. Da cheese <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo and mozzarella, yes, a divine gift sent by Odin himself. I could sit down and just eat balls of this shit mm. till my arteries gave out. Yeah. Literally, I love it. When That's we went to buff. Rome,
0: I um, I was at a starter and it was um, it was a ball of mozzarella and some ham, like uh, mm. cured, cured meat, and um. I fucking couldn't eat my main I couldn't eat any of it the size of this ball of mozzarella they gave me <laughs> and the amount of cured cured ham they gave me I mean it was fucking huge I ate the whole yep. thing and I just like didn't have any space for any, any of my main course fucked it no, didn't no. I drinking red wine at like 11 in the morning doesn't help either with your <laughs> <No. laughs> appetite for food <laughs> fills you up
1: was it mozzarella or was it um, fior di latte
0: I think it was mozzarella right so sure. fior
1: de latte is a type of mozzarella but it's uh, it's more creamy it's like super creamy in the middle Basically, Ooh. like, when you cut into it, it, kind of runs out a little bit.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, no, it wasn't um, that. That sounds wasn't well that. nice. Yeah,
1: next level. When when we were in Florence, they had, like, an open-top market mm-hmm. uh, where all the bottom... The, the first floor was, like, your meats and cheeses and oh, uh, yeah. veg and stuff like that, and then the top floor was, like, street food, mm-hmm. and they had a fior de latte stand, and, oh, I literally ate, like six balls a day oh my god level. what
0: do you have it with is it just you just give you just balls eat it by yourself it? really? yes
1: um, salt pepper and if you want balsamic vinegar they just put that on top of it as well oh my god oh Fucking Top stuff, man. love it. Buffalo mozzarella. It's made from a buffalo milk and has been produced in the Campina region. Um, Naples is the capital of this region since the 16th century.
0: So Naples really is like the grandfather of this dish, isn't it? Yeah, really is. It's like, it really the, is. The, you know, the poor people using the unleavened bread. It's their love for cheap mm-hmm. tomatoes. This cheese as well. It's just like, yeah. it's a very Naples dish, this, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. But to
1: be honest, I'd always associated buffaloes with like America. Um, and that they must have been brought over from the new world at some mm. point. But this just isn't the case. I just obviously just had some incorrect in my head. <laughs> Legend has it that the buffalo were first introduced to the island of Sicily by the Arabic conquerors of the island in AD eight. To seven so in the year 827 the Arabs conquered Sicily um, and with them uh, they brought with them the buffalo right okay yeah so the, the Arabs actually had like a huge impact on Sicilian agriculture um, and the raising of the buffalo
0: was one of them so they brought buffaloes over yeah on the little ships. So, I mean, buffaloes are pretty pretty big animals, like... Pretty big, yeah. You know, they're all packing up the ships ready to go and invade Sicily. And one guy's like, I just want to bring a couple of buffaloes with me, if that's all right. And they're like, bro, we don't have any space for the buffaloes. I know, but I think they'll
1: be... They probably weren't part of the fucking advanced force that went out, the military force.
0: (laughs) They're riding buffaloes into battle. (laughs) (laughs) Not only do they provide us with soft squidgy cheese, but they also run men down.
1: (laughs) I'm picturing like D-Day landings and then instead of the first boat gets to the shore and instead of men running out, it's just buffalos. buffaloes. <laughs> a whole boat full of buffaloes. Release fucking... the buffaloes. <laughs>
0: I was going to do a noise, but I don't know what buffaloes sound like to be fair.
1: I couldn't couldn't tell yeah.
0: you. So they bring over these buffaloes yeah. on the ships, taking up all on the, the space.
1: Ships, taking up all the space.
0: Leave the women, leave the children yeah. and bring the buffaloes.
1: Bring the buffaloes, that's most important. But when the Arabs were subsequently conquered by the Normans and pushed back to the mainland of Italy, um with them, they brought with them the buffalo. So even even when they were getting the fuck out of Sicily, they made time to <laughs> yeah. make sure that the, the buffalo buffalos. were on the ship. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Leave all the children that we've had and leave, leave. the wives. <laughs> leave, leave the, the buffaloes. The <laughs> they love mozzarella. <laughs> so they took with them. So, they, so, what, I mean, how do you, I don't even know like, the logistics of that. Like, surely the no. buffaloes have mated, you've got a shit ton of buffaloes. Like, you would just leave the buffaloes, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, you'd have thought, you'd have thought, but they obviously... Yeah, they well, obviously you, just take a, you just take a
0: male and a female and you're just like, right, done.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. So anyway, we've got we've got the buffalo on the mainland now, um, and they're they're there to stay. So bu- buffalo milk itself has a much higher fat content than cow's milk, and when made into cheese, it delivers a, an incredibly rich and creamy texture. That uh, just just want some mozzarella now. Um, <laughs> um, getting so moist, <laughs> you know, the cow milk mozzarella is a thing, and it is still a thing in Naples, and it was really? even a necessity in World War Two when you <laughs> pains me to say this but when the retreating Germans slaughtered the region's supplier buffalo so that the allies
0: wouldn't get a taste of that sublime mot they were fighting over. So that says everything you need to know about the Nazi Germany. The Nazis, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can create mozzarella from cow's milk. It doesn't, so it's something yeah. to do with the process of the creation of the cheese that turns it from like a hard cheese into the soft. It's like something yeah, to do so with the process of it, isn't it?
1: Mozzarella, sh- mozzarella is fresh cheese. Right. Any cheese that is is a bit harder. Is um is usually aged, aged, aged for a period of time. Or shit like brie it's got that like rind on it. Mm-hmm. That's obviously that's been aged as well.
0: Yeah, but mozzarella is just like as fresh mozzarella as it comes. Fresh. Yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's
1: why you normally buy it in a you know like a bag of liquid. Whatever that liquid is, it's because yeah. it's fresh. Right. Okay. Fresh well. cheese. Without that liquid, it would just go oh. nasty. Mm. Yeah. So the Germans have killed all their uh, buffalo supply, so they had to switch to cow milk mozzarella. Mm whilst the supplies of uh, buffalo replenished. But thankfully, they did replenish and we are blessed with more mozzarella than we could ever eat nowadays. So it's all good. Mm, yeah. So we've got the bread, we've got the tomato and we've got the cheese, mm. which bright-eyed kid with our bushier tail thought to put all three together. First modern-day pizza. Hit me. <laughs> so if you were to visit Naples today and wander around the rickety streets, taking in the salty sea air, enjoying the local culture...
0: Turning down pizza with lard on it. I'm okay, thanks. Thank you. No
1: worries. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Taking a bite of horse milk cheese, you come across, obviously, hundreds of pizzerias. Yeah. Each of them will have their own claim. Well, well, each of them will claim to have their own hand in inventing the first pizza, yeah.
0: the margarita. We've been here before, haven't we, with this kind of
1: thing? Yeah, exactly. My I right. made it, I made it. I made it, no, I made it. No, I made it. <laughs> yeah. However, for some people, it's plain to see who was the first? There's no questions. It's plain for some people to see. According to those people, the mm. first place where the modern day definition definition of pizza was created by Pizzeria Brandi. Brandi.
0: That's the name of the place, is it?
1: Yeah. Pizzeria Brandi. B-R-A-N-D-I. Pizzeria Brandi is a pizzeria located near the Plaza de Plebiscito. <laughs> Plaza de
0: Plebiscito. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know the place.
1: Oh, I know. That's just left of. Anyway, it's near some plats in Naples. And they even have solid proof to back up their claim. In 1889, the most famous pizza chef in Naples, Raffaella Esposito, was given the task of cooking for King Umberto I and his wife, Margarita, Queen of Savoy.
0: Queen Margarita. Mm. Here we go. So
1: the story goes that the royal couple were fed up with the rich French cuisine that they were plagued with constantly. Plagued with. Tough life.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, god! All this really exquisite meat. <laughs> Everyone else is really poor, and they're just <laughs> gorging themselves and getting fed up of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, they wanted something a little more basic to enjoy whilst right. on a holiday to Naples. Yeah, they're living a tough life, eating this buttery ass crepes and <laughs> fresh fake fresh baked baguettes and yeah. shit like that. They want amazing vegetables and fruit. Yeah, exactly. So Esposito rose to the challenge and made them three varieties of the local delicacy of Naples. So the last of the three pizza, it doesn't actually say what the first two are, but I imagine there was some variation on lard, horse, garlic, garlic. salt. <laughs> exactly. Horse cheese. Uh, <laughs> but the last one, the last pizza, Esposito topped with tomato sauce, fresh mozzarella and fresh basil.
0: Oh, there you go. Fresh basil.
1: Some say he chose these three things to signify the colors of the Italian flag. I've heard that. Obviously, you've got red. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now, whilst this could be true, I think to be honest, this this isn't going to be the first time that he's had this pizza, is it? No.
0: He wouldn't like, serve it to such royalty without at least nah. having an understanding of how it tastes.
1: Nah, he'd, he'd have done a trial run and found out that it slaps, and yeah. he would have been like, "This is more than good enough to blow the Queen of Cabbages mind." Yeah. Like, this is going to be sick. But it's a nice story, though, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. What well, it's, the, it's the, nice. the the three things are the colours of the flag, the Italian flag. The Italian yeah. flag, yeah. 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 Just, I think it's just a a, a a nice coincidence. I think. Yeah, I agree because you can't because it is because just the flavours just go together so well, don't they? Like basil, yeah. cheese, and tomato. Yeah. It's just like. A marriage made in heaven, isn't it? It's, um... Yeah, yeah. So the supposed
1: proof that Brande has is a letter from the cabbage herself declaring that this final pizza to be delicious and thanking Esposito personally for serving it to her. Mm. So that's, that's the proof that they have. The letter. They have a letter that apparently is from this uh, margarita queen of savoy yeah. to Esposito. Thank it's quite you. a strong claim that I'm not going to lie it is now there have been investigations into the legitimacy of this letter in
0: my mind just got the, the image of like a whole police department just working on this case <laughs> like <laughs> we've had a off. yeah we've had a homicide uh, <laughs> and they're just like ignore that we need to figure out the story of margarita <laughs> we, need, we need to know him. you're Christ not far off <laughs>
1: So the guy that was conducting the investigation or has conducted an investigation uh, was a guy called Zachary Nowak, who is the assistant director of food studies at the Umbra Institute in Peru, Perugia, Italy. Okay. And he disputes the story altogether and brands it as mere folklore. Whoa. Mm. Has he got a counter story? Yeah. So he, what he did is he looked at the a note Mm. that the Brandeis uh, brothers had that was from the Queen of uh, Savoy and he compared it he looked through the National Archives and compared it to another letter that was sent out um, and basically the signatures don't match according to him Audrey. He said that even he said that even the royal seals and the royal stationery in use at the time are not the same as the one found in the letter of Esposito. Fair enough.
0: That is that's a pretty good counter argument, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but the the owners rebuked that claim and said that the letter was written by one of the assistants of the queen, not the queen herself, and that is why they yeah. were different. And she picked up the wrong so seal. Sort of an ongoing... She accidentally got the wrong yeah. seal. Oh, bloody cabbage! Come on, cabbage assistant. <laughs> <laughs> now uh Noah concludes that the legend was most likely propagate uh propagated by the brothers themselves the brandi brothers who own the pizzeria today yeah sort of as a way to make the pizzeria stand out mm. you know during the during the great depression in the 30s and just to make it more of a tourist Spot. destination as well yeah, because yeah. yeah exactly if you're the f- you're the birthplace of modern day pizza you're going to get a lot more Yeah, foot traffic. Yeah, mostly just another pizzeria from the shop. So you can kind of see why they would do it, Mm. but you know, it seems like we'll never really know. To be
0: honest, no, no, it's one of those things. You you just got there's no way of actually figuring it out, really, is there?
1: I don't think it matters too much because what we do know is Naples was definitely the birthplace of modern day pizza. Yeah. You know, we've got all the all the cards have lined up. We've we've got every single ingredient mm-hmm. there, and we've got people using the ingredients in a way that yeah. makes sense in terms of what yeah. pizza is. So we've got the first modern day defini- definition. Definition. <laughs> <laughs> don't turn it in Italian, defini- you are. <laughs> definition, in definition. So. We've got the first modern day definition of pizza being made by the people of Naples. But how does pizza go from being the food of the poor, Lazzaroni, to being one of the most popular foods around the globe? How? Well, we'll get into that, the origins of some of the more popular pizzas we enjoy today, and more, next time on part two of Origins of Pizza. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, I did did try and Hmm. fit it all into one episode, but... Too much man. As we'll see, too much and there's just fascinating stories. Like, yeah, I bet. There's even going to be mafia involved <laughs> in the next episode. So shit's about to get real in yes. episode 2. Uh,
0: what a great place to leave it though. Like we have the birth of the pizza as a dish in Naples. We understand mm. why and we know all the different elements of it that make up the pizza and how they've all been married together. Mm-hmm. What a good place to to leave it. Come back mm-hmm. to so we're going to explore the different styles of modern pizza, are we in the next episode?
1: Yeah, well, we're going to see how pizza goes from being sort of a food of the poor mm. and how it, you know, goes from sort of a sort of quite an insular dish yeah. where, you know, pe- people, people in Milan mm. were not eating pizza at this time. No. They had not even spread that far. Really? You know, the rest of Italy were not eating pizza. So it is just it was, it's just in Naples at this point. Naples. Yeah, wow. exactly. Okay. And I don't want to spoil too much, yeah, yeah. but it spreads to another place before it even spreads to Milan. Mm. Say no Another more. place miles away, hundreds of miles, thousands of miles away. No way. Before it spreads to Milan and becomes popular in Milan.
0: Bloody hell. Yeah. Right. Bloody hell. That L. was bloody interesting. Good uh, mm. top, top-notch research there, Andy, as always. Cheers, mate. And uh, Cheers, mate. top-notch listening from me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're really good at that. Right. You're getting fucking yeah, man.
0: impressive. I just, it, is, it is something I've had to practice. Just sitting here and just absorbing the information <laughs> and saying the right thing. You know, it's, it's tricky, but I'm getting there. <laughs> You get in there. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really cool. I've, I, I actually for, for for a dish so popular and uh, I've eaten mm. so many times, <laughs> I actually yeah. knew very little about it, and no, about where no, it comes from. So that was um, very That's, eye-opening. Yeah,
1: the great thing about this podcast mm. is um, the next time you eat some of it, you don't just fucking shove it in your mouth. You actually just look at it for a second and be like, hmm.
0: I know the story behind this, bad boy. I know the story
1: behind this. Yeah, yeah. Raphael Esposito did a uh, yeah. did be a solid. Yeah, In this back in the 19th century.
0: So thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed that one yep. again. And we'll be back with uh, episode two very shortly. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for our new restaurant that we're opening, where we're going to be making all sorts of really ancient, horrible, nasty, disgusting dishes that you can pay lots of money to come and try. Like lard, garlic, pizza, yeah, and horse cheese. Available on Deliveroo. <laughs> yeah, Deliveroo. Oh my god. <laughs> so now we've got to let, let it travel for half an hour <laughs> yeah, as well. The, the
1: state, the state of it when it arrives.
0: <laughs> oh my god! You're gonna get all that like, the fucking moped driver's like, what the fuck am I delivering here? <laughs> what the fuck is this? The, the stench yeah, going from yeah, the just back a, of his bike. A fucking braised horse head. <laughs> If yeah, braised horse heads of flat just... form. He's <laughs> got a fucking yeah. trek upstairs and deliver it. <laughs> oh my God. If we do, we don't even wrap it up, just pass in the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's authentic, okay? <laughs> oh my God. So, um, so yes, thanks again for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed and we will see you soon. Bye for now. Bye.